Hey guys, it's Chris here for the future. It got a little dark on our last podcast talking about death and mortality with Alex Preston. The takeaway from that conversation was, life is short. Go live your life because you don't know how much time you have left. Today could be your last day. And for some, that could be really depressing. Let's say you're in college. You're full of hope, optimism, and opportunity. Everything is ahead of you. This is the time in your life you're supposed to take risks. Find yourself. What do you major in college? Do you even go to college? What if you were raised in a more traditional family, culture, or society? What choices do you make then? That's part of the theme of today's show and tie into our continuing conversation about pursuing your passion and living a life of purpose. On that note, on today's podcast, we're going to talk to someone who is doing just that, living his dream, pursuing his passion. All that while growing up in a communist country. His story is really inspiring. Normally, I would introduce our next guest, but I'm gonna let him introduce himself. It's like the old day. Nobody tell me what's okay, but I always did it my own way. Here we go. That was awesome. That was like on command. He was able to do that. Hey guys, uh, this is Chung Bao, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So maybe you're wondering why are we talking to someone who does beatboxing? Aaron, are you thinking that? Yeah. What's that have to do with design or anything we talk about? It's just about listening to your heart and kind of following what it is that you want to do, regardless if you if you want to be a dancer or a chef. A playwright, a screenwriter, an artist, whatever it is you want to be, I'm here to encourage you to go pursue that thing, and that's why we're talking to Trump. Tell me where you're from. Tell me about how you got into beatboxing. I'm、uh, originally from、uh, Hanoi, Vietnam, and、uh, wait, what's the what's the second part? <laughs> how did you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. How did you get into beatboxing? It's just like really、um, coincidence. My brother is a musician. He went to perform this show with like a group of beatboxers. That's、uh, he invited me to come, and this was really dope. And I just like went home and watched like million YouTube videos. So it sounds like this is kind of Trung's moment where he decided he wanted to do beatbox and discovered it. Did you ever have like a moment like that with your design? I did have a moment just like that, actually, and it's kind of uncanny how he's talking about walking into this world and discovering something. So for me, it was probably when I was 17 years old. I was working at a silkscreen shop, and I was like a kid in a toy store. So a lot of this must be about listening to yourself, about what you're passionate about, where you have great joy, where you go above and beyond, and recognizing that. It's like the old day. Nobody tell me was okay, but I always did it my own way. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. And where is that from? <laughs> Just for me. From you.、Okay. I, I think that one's like kind of means more to me because I'm always one of those like I don't really want to follow like、uh, conventional stuff. And when you say that, <laughs> do you feel something? Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> I was、we、like,、do. yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here after you. That's it. Doing just, my own I'm thing. Doing my thing. 
my routine. <laughs> you know? I like that. These lyrics that he put together mean a lot to me. It's like this rallying cry. He's not looking for permission. He's not looking for approval. That he in his heart knows what he needs to do. You have this kind of uh, rebel, I'm going to do it my way kind of thing where you're doing beatboxing, you're studying design, you're doing it in America. Tell me about your parents. Like, How do you feel about them? Uh, are they supportive of you? Most of the plan I uh, had in uh, America, she's like, yeah, you do that. You know, like, supportive mom, pretty much. <laughs> That's great. So I'm, I don't know, I think we're going to have some people listening to this that come from an immigrant background. Usually the dream that immigrants have for their children is to do better for their children than they did for themselves, right? Like my children should right. be more prosperous than me. They should have a better education. That's the dream that immigrant parents have. So when you come here and the opportunity is not there, education is the barrier. And right. you look up to the respectable professions like being a lawyer, a doctor, a dentist, an accountant, something like that. And I have lots of cousins that were born here. Yeah. And they're still going that, that very traditional path. Maybe this is just me needing an update to my reference to Vietnam, but uh, a socialist communist country. It's a and, communist party. Yeah, it's a communist yeah. party. I mean, <laughs> you have uh, controlled media and censorship and all that kind of stuff. Yet here you are coming from Hanoi, only been in the United States for a few years. And yet your parents seem more American in their thinking yeah. than American Vietnamese parents that I know. Yeah. This is like messing up my frame of reference here. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. Right. So it seems to me your parents are saying to you, pursue your dream. Yeah. Don't don't be uh, boxed in by anybody's idea of what you should be. Yeah. And that's yeah. like gold. Yeah. You do, I don't know if you know how lucky you are, but that is gold. I, I really feel lucky. You want to say something to them right now? Um, thanks, mom and dad. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend you're at the the Grammys and you're accepting a oh, Lifetime oh. Achievement <laughs> Award. Lifetime Achievement now. This is like years into the future. And you want to thank your parents. Okay. Give it to me from the heart. Go ahead. Um, I don't do this kind of speech. But <laughs> Mom and dad, you're the coolest. Uh, <laughs> without you, I would not be able to uh, achieve this uh, amazing things I have achieved in my past and in the present, maybe in the future. I just think you guys make the right path and I will not let you down. You That's like, to, it's like to, very you, unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of skill do you need to have in order to beatbox? Like, can you explain like how you do what you do? Oh, there's like uh, three basic sound. That's like what you need to learn. So it's, there's a, if you learn that and you can create like a very simple beat. A kick, a snare, and hi-hat for the musicians there. Aaron's yeah. like coming alive right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I play little beats on the keys and that's <laughs> oh, yeah? boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, you try to do it. You beatbox against it? Strung right now. Is that the, is that? Yeah, that's a kick. Okay. It's not that's the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Okay, do it one more time. When you like pronounce the B or the P, like really harsh do like p and it's but just that vibration oh okay like natural right. vibration and try it out the b b <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's perfect though that's not, that's not like it. <laughs> try perfect. again no you try it man you no, try no, no. it I'm, I'm, i you work for me right <laughs> i'm putting you on the spot here. i'm done so trying it man I try one more time no, no, do it one more time do the b come on 
Harder. <laughs> so that's the what do we call that again? The kick drum. The kick drum. And so what's the next one? The uh, it's a hi hat. Oh, hi hat. Okay. Yeah, hi hat is uh pretty simple. It's uh it's you know when you say T and you just get rid of E, it's just T. That one's easy. Yeah, do it. Not just it's like. Yeah, you give it a. That's a hi hat. What's the next one? I would say uh, not this one. <laughs> that one is harder. But let's go with the K snare. That's what they call. So it's a K. K snare. When you say K. Yeah. Yeah. K. 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 If you do it like more and more, you get like sharper sound, and mm. you start to find like different spot in your mouth that you can make the impact. Okay. So now let's put it all together. Let's let's do a couple, and then Aaron will do a couple back okay. at you. All right, Aaron, you ready? All right, go ahead. Nice. Okay. That. In case you guys were wondering, that's true. And now here comes Aaron. Aaron, go ahead. Lay it on us. Hey, that's not bad. That's good. Not bad. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the, the same one. variation, but you know he's yeah. been doing this for a couple of years. Right. Six years now. Six years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Aaron's been doing this for like six minutes. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Nice. Okay. So you're developing these skills. You're watching things on YouTube, and I love that. In this generation, anything you want to learn. You can search kind of on YouTube, right? I think everything I have right now, those like my strength are from YouTube. <laughs> Your strength is Start, from YouTube. Started out from YouTube, at least. Can you do some more uh, advanced stuff for us, just for us to listen to? Oh, that last sound was cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. When you're doing this, take me through what your thought process is. Are you composing this in your mind or just whatever feels right? Whatever feels right. This so, is not, uh, uh, this is like when people start out with beatbox, they think they have to like put in certain style to make routines. Like you have to like put a kick drum and then two T and then a snare or whatever. But like to me, like after practicing a while, it's kind of become like a language. So, you know, you, you speak English, like, just but you're not just thinking about the structure. Just, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I can just say, <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. think like how many sound I have to put in there and stuff. <laughs> Chris, when you're creating something from keynote decks to logos, Right, right. And you kind of let go and try stuff, and oh, that looks bad, or oh, it looks. Oh, good. I see and where you're going with so this. So there is an element of like flowing with it, right? Like spontaneity and just the happy accidents that you get. Right. No. One of the things that we try to to emphasize, at least at the studio here, is like we have a very specific and particular way of working, so that we can have consistent and repeatable results. So I do believe very much so in the formula. So I like listen to a song, I can like play along with it and stuff. You know. So how long did it take before that became a natural thing like speaking for you? Yeah, two like, years. Like two years in? Yeah. So now you just flow with it and you just yeah. feel it. So you're beatboxing and you're doing this in Vietnam. How do people respond to that? My parents like, what are you doing? Why are you spitting all the time? You know, <laughs> that's usual. Like anyone beatbox, you, you would get that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but after a while like after a year or so like i started to do like more solid sounds and they're like yeah that sounds like music and also like i went to competition and stuff my parents start like recognize it as more like serious stuff this competition uh so there's two of them i went to in austria uh one in taiwan and here and is there an entry fee i mean you have to pay for your flight and your hotel and all that kind of stuff right um there's one they pay for everything there's one they pay for hotel really mostly they pay for staying if i want to get in there there's usually like the wildcard competition which is like online competition like you send in videos and they pick the best one. Oh, i see yeah you learn how to beatbox by watching videos right and then you get into a competition because you produce a video right <laughs> All right, so now they're going to pay for you to come out. Mm -hmm. Your parents are on board. Right. And how did you do in the first competition? Where was this? Uh, it was Austria. Um, I got in top eight from the videos, but I lost the first battle. You lost your first battle? Yeah. And did you feel like the decision was just or it was it was not right? Uh, I was just not there yet. <laughs> okay, so the guy beat you then. Yeah, fairly. the guy, he was like one of my like, oh, I don't You ready? Okay, Koshmin, your first 90 seconds starts now. Let's drop it. How did you feel about competing against your idol? It was, it was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. It was like super fun too. But yeah. it's just like in front of him, he's just like so good. So how does it work? Like do they, you guys just sit in front of each other and one so, guy starts? Yeah, or? set up the scene for us, please. Okay, so here's the battle. There's two guys face to face. And then uh, this guy does uh, 90 seconds. This guy, 90 seconds, 90 seconds, 90 seconds. So that's two rounds, and the judge would just pick which one better. So you're in the first round, and you get knocked out. And did you do this live in front of a whole bunch of people? Yeah, there's, like, audience. How big was the audience? It was, like, a few hundred people. Are you nervous at all? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was my one of my first battles as well. Oh, my gosh. Take me through what you were thinking. On that day, I was really nervous, even on the stage. I was really nervous. I was doing too fast. This, the, the routine just didn't sound great. So I was like, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to lose. You went in thinking, I'm going to lose. No, I went in as like, even though he's my idol, I, I, I can't do this. You can do it. Did you believe it before starting? Like 50-50, you know? <laughs> like, okay. You got to believe 100%, I believe. Do you save the best material for the last battle? No. no. That's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. But that's a bad idea. Right, because you might not get to the last battle. Yeah, yeah. first round, you go full out. Okay, so that first competition, is that available on YouTube or somewhere? Yeah. So we can watch you It's called uh, Beatbox Shootout 2015. We'll, we'll play a little clip of that so you guys can see how he did. No. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> First 90 seconds starts now. Do you, do you build, 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 do they feel in the air, air, do you feel the... Hey! <laughs>
you never really fail unless you let that be your final failure. So we're gonna jump forward in the timeline here, six years. Now Trung is full of confidence and he's going to go and do another battle. Let's see how this one turns out. But before we do that, a word from our sponsor. This episode was made possible by HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. Good nutrition is important to me because it keeps me fueled and healthy so I can work those long hours. That's why I use HelloFresh. Support this program and save $35 off your first week of deliveries. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter the promo code FUTURE. That's F-U-T-U-R. HelloFresh, delicious ingredients you'll love to eat, simple recipes you'll live to cook. All right, so we started with your first beatbox competition and one that you'd rather forget, but you learned a lot of valuable things. Now we're going to transition to the latest, the last place that you were competing. Where is that? Uh, it was uh, in New York City. Mm-hmm. And what was it called? Um, American Beatbox Championship. Okay, so now, uh, how long ago was this? It was November, so 2016. Oh, so, okay, just a few months ago. Yeah, super recent. Now you're, you're six years into your beatboxing now, right? Right. Okay, so now you got your moves. You, you <laughs> kind of know what you're going to do. Okay, so take me to the first round. Uh, who you're going up against? Uh, this guy is named Mr. Wobble. Mr. He's Wobble? Mr. Wobbles. Uh, Wobbles, okay. He's actually from uh, LA. Okay. He's a West Coast champion. Ooh. And yeah. It's, Man, it's, you don't get any easy uh, draws, huh? No. Mr. Wobbles, one minute thirty, three, two, one. <laughs> As good as that was, Trung's battle with him, he was even better. Trung Bao takes it. Trung Bao moves on to the next round. So that must have made you feel really good because you knew Mr. Wobbles. You beat him. And you're on to round two. Right. So who you face in round two? Uh, second round is uh, this guy named Tyler Dapia. Can I put you on the spot? Can you do your first set against Tyler? Okay. It's like the old day. Nobody tell me what's okay, but I always did it my own way. Here we go. Here we go now, here we go now. How'd you do in the competition? I got into the final. Oh, you're in the final? Yeah. Of the American Beatbox Championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. 
Why do you do that with your hands? Oh, my hand? Yeah, like like you know, moving <laughs> sliders and hitting things that aren't there. Why do you do that? <laughs> uh, I think like it started out in middle school. I really like dancing, like b boy and all those, like popping. I watch people do this, like oh, that's so cool. And I learn like finger touching. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like it's more like visual than just the audio. I think it just like activate like more senses for the audience. So it's not just it's a performance thing. Yeah, it's not just a sound. It's uh, it's the the visual appearance too. You actually feel more of the weight of the sound. Okay, so if a guy's just standing there and just doing the beatbox without doing any kind of body movement, yeah, that may impact his score. Yeah, okay. because it's it's the pure it's the performance. If a guy just standing there and like look at the ground and he just do, even though he's he can do like crazy stuff, he looks like really shy. <laughs> On the opposite side, there are people who like dominate the other guy. He's like so scary, he's huge, and the other guy just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. When you're listening and you're judging, mm-hmm. it's is it subjective or there's some criteria? You know, like when the, we look at the Olympics. I'm like, how the heck do they judge one <laughs> vault over another? And what they're doing is everybody starts out with a perfect score. And when they make a mistake, they deduct points. So if you take a half step, if you take a full step, if you take two steps, when you on the dismount, you get knocked down points. How do right. you judge beatboxing? I don't think it's like that, that like precise. It's more subjective for sure. But it's based on some criteria. Like what are the criteria? Have, uh, techni- technicality. Okay. Which is like fast stuff and like uh, well how many different verbal gymnastics you're doing with your mouth yeah i i would tell you another one is my make more sense so there's musicality okay which is more like melodic and like what's that oh music like i'm not really good at singing it's like the notes you use and yeah yeah. more more there's more melody. Okay. That's like the simplest Versus just way. beats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there's technicality, there's musicality. Is there oh. another one? And then originality. Originality. So okay. like you're more original. If you have your own stuff, you don't sound like the mainstream. Mm. You'll be like cooler, you know? <laughs> right. Do people just come in and have a sound that nobody else can do and it's just their that's, signature? That's pretty rare nowadays. I have my own signature sound. It's called uh, the bass cannon. What is that? It sounds like this. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why people start like recognizing me as well, because I have my own thing. How'd you come up with that sound? I don't know. <laughs> it's the wonderful question, but it's just one beautiful day that I woke up and I was like. <laughs> I don't know. So I picture you sometimes just like walking around your house or whatever doing these like weird sounds. You probably just test the them out. If I don't do things, uh, like or even like I don't like do anything. Like I don't pay attention to like what I'm thinking. I just like beatbox, you know, like waiting for the bus, waiting for uh, laundry. No, that's when you have your good ideas, your creative yeah. moments. Or shower, like shower. You do your Shower's thing. the best. Right. Shower's like best studio. I think there's two things there. One is that in boredom, you become more creative. So I think you have to create space for yourself not to be frantically always be doing stuff. I find that when I'm on vacation with my family, my mind is on fire. Because after you get that wind down period and you have nothing else to do, your mind goes bananas. It starts to think up crazy things. And that's usually like where some really great ideas come from. The other part is 
resting enough so that your subconscious can solve some of the problems for you. You only use a small percentage of your brain's total capacity. And it's probably editing out a lot of things that we had talked earlier about living up to somebody's standards, not making a mistake, the fear of failure, etc. I think in your subconscious, it's not uh, paying attention to any of those things. So it's a little freer to try ideas. Activating boredom and your subconscious together make for a pretty potent combination for creativity. Okay, so before we wrap, I want to let people know where can they find you? You can look up Trungbao on YouTube, T-R-U-N-G-B-A-O, and you can find me. You have a YouTube channel? Uh-huh. How many uh, subscribers do you have right now? Uh, like 3,500. Okay. I don't do YouTube very often. I have more stuff to do. <laughs> you have to go to school? I have to go to school. I have to like train my design as well. <laughs> so right. it's just like, yeah, it's really busy. Is learning about design difficult for you? I would say like design is difficult, but I put my mind to it. I'm really passionate about it. So it's just like those like really fun difficulties. <laughs> it's a, a challenge you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, good challenge. This is Jung Bao and you're listening to the future. That was it right there. That was awesome. Yeah. That, that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, dude, high five. Thanks. Excellent. Good job, dude. Okay. So cut? Yeah, it's cut. The Future is hosted by me, Chris Doe. Our show is edited by Aaron Zakelli. Big thanks to Adam Sanborn for composing our theme song. To subscribe to The Future Podcast, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. While you're there, do us a solid and leave us a review. Your comments will help guide future programming, and hey, it'll help us with our rankings. Can't get enough content? You're in luck. We have over 150 episodes on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash thefutureishere. Make sure you don't miss out on upcoming events, workshops, live broadcasts, and webinars by signing up for our newsletter. Go to our site, thefuture.com, and click on the email sign-up button. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Future Is Here. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.